Welcome to the Mom Village Podcast. We are three multicultural moms sharing our journey through motherhood with the Christ Center Foundation. For information and resources, visit us at our church's website at gofamilychurch.org. Or you can also email us at themomvillage at gofamilychurch.org. And please go over and follow us on Instagram at themomvillagefc. We're glad that you're here and welcome to our village. Welcome, Mom, to the Mom Village. We're so excited you're listening. I'm Gismarie Ramos, and I'm here with my friends, Kira Kelly. Hey, y'all. Hey, guys. And here with Kristen Scroggins. Good morning, ladies. And we're so excited because we have another episode, and it's going to be awesome and fun, and we know you're all going to like it. And it's going to be about family traditions. <laughs> I know, and legacy. How about that? It's awesome. So exciting. Right? Isn't it exciting? So we're so excited we're going to talk about that. But before we talk about it, of course, we can't forget about our winners. Kristen, you want to tell us our winners from babies and toddlers? I am. So I've got two ladies here that we've drawn from our new subscribers. So ladies, if you are listening but not subscribing, make sure you go on and subscribe because it gets you in the hat for these awesome giveaways that we're doing. So Rachel... Cano. Um, Rachel, we drew your name out for the babies episode and you are winning a $25 Target gift card. And then we have Stacy Fickus. And Stacy, hey Stacy, she got a Walmart gift card for $25. So we figured even if these ladies, no matter what season of life, everybody goes to Walmart and Target. So there you go, ladies. Have fun shopping. Congratulations. Okay, so now that we have the winners and you guys are all excited with your gift cards, but just please sit down. Don't go and buy anything online yet. Please listen (laughs) to the podcast yet. Let's start talking about traditions, family traditions, and legacy. So first part is going to be family traditions. So I'm just going to leave it here with Miss Kira, who's in charge of family tradition. Tell us about it. Wow. So family tradition. So when we were brainstorming um, topics, and I think Jisma asked us to talk about things that are important to us. So growing up, I'm just going to tell a little bit about myself. Growing up, I am an only child. And I think as an only child, I had these visions of what I thought my family might look like. <laughs> and don't, honestly, don't we all? Don't we all? <laughs> and honestly, I think that I had these ideas and these grand thoughts of what things are going to look like. But now that we're in it, there are really some simple things that we've tried to incorporate in our family, whether they be on a daily basis, weekly, even annually, the way that we celebrate not only big occasions, but just those everyday occasions. So I know there are a lot of moms who have little ones who ask, you know, what are some of the things that I need to be focused on right now as a mom? What are some of the things that that you're doing or that you've done? And, And sometimes they're really simple. So one of our big traditions is, and Kristen's even said this previously, that we fight for the dinner table time. Oh, yes. I love that. That is a daily, as our kids have gotten older and they all participate in different activities, we fight to sit at the dinner table and eat dinner together. So one of the big, just very simple traditions that we have in our home is that we really try to have a meal together every single day. And most of the time it's dinner. So even if we have to postpone dinner you know, a little later in the evening, we sit around the table and Malachi, who's our youngest, there are times when our dinner table is a little festive and it's exciting (laughs) and we have performances at the dinner table, just random. (laughs) 
but we will sit at that table for an hour. And, you know, after an hour, you know, everyone's kind of ready to disperse. And he's like, but we just got here. So I know that that's something that we have just really been very intentional about. And we've had to make a choice and a commitment to sit at the dinner table together every night. I love that you bring that up because like you just said, it's a fight. And sadly, we don't want to say that it's a fight, but in this society and media world and everything, you got to fight for those times with family. We do the same thing. I mean, and even though we have little ones, we're fighting just to get everyone on the table, not look at the TV, not do anything else. No toys on the table. It's just family time. And actually, when you give priority to that, there's a lot of great conversations. I love that your husband always says that. I remember Pastor Jimmy, one time he preached all about the table and the importance of the table. And he even even Mm -hmm. brought like his grandmother's table. Yes, Mm -hmm. we have Mm -hmm. both of his grandmothers. We have both of their tables in our home. And uh, he's not a sentimental guy at all. Yeah. Well, he is. He's low key, but he's not a collector of things at all. It's super minimal. But those tables meant so much to him because he remembers exactly what y'all are talking about, gathering around with family, extended family, and the conversation and just the joy that you feel when you're all together. Most people are usually on their best behavior at those kinds of (laughs) events. And so it's just fun. You know what? That reminded me really quick. My husband, he has a hobby, as you all know. I was just about to say that. (laughs) He does woodworking. And then one thing that just happened that he's been doing a lot is just dinner tables for friends and family. You know, I always want to make it a business, but (laughs) he's like, please don't. But the cool thing about it that I love about that is not only we're giving them a table, but it's like we know that by helping them with having a dining table, it's like we know this is going to be the place where they're going to spend the most time. Yeah. Have great conversations. Creating memories. Creating memories. Have good conversations, tough conversations. And then every time they sit down, they're not only going to remember we did this with love, but they're also going to have family memories. So every time he makes a new one, he's like, oh, I know this is fun. This is a cool design, you know, the color and everything. But it's the fact that people are going to have tough conversations, great memories, not good ones. And it's just going to stay there for generations. And it's pretty neat. I mean, unconsciously, we're creating something pretty neat for the family. It's really neat. So when Jisma and Christian designed our table, and uh, it was just so important to me that our kids had an input on the design and they helped us with it. And I thought, I just, I want this to be that piece that, Mm -hmm. you know, maybe Madison, hopefully, <laughs> will take it and maybe use it. And they will remember what that table symbolized. Yeah, you know, yeah. it was about the good food and the laughter and the fun. And as well, we use that table in the mornings when we do our family devotions. Mm-hmm, and wow. that also is just a tradition. I don't want to say tradition, but it is, you know, just something that we have intentionally just reinforced in our family that every morning, you know, before the rush of the day that we sit around that table yeah. and we share in the word of God, we share in prayer. Sometimes it's five minutes, sometimes it'll go 30, 45 minutes, you know? Yeah. So I would definitely encourage moms out there, you know, think about the really simple things that you can do with your yeah. kids to just have some daily types of traditions that you integrate into your family. I love that you're giving a, a new value and perspective to the tables. I know these moms are going to look at their 
your table and be like, okay, let me clean it up because from now on, this is going to be a great space for conversation. Well, can I say something, Kara? Oh, One of the things that I love that you just said, because moms, we always are thinking for the big events, right? So what mm-hmm. are we going to do for Christmas? What are we going to do for Thanksgiving, Halloween, whatever? And all those are important. And you know, that's my jam. I like to party. <laughs> <clears throat> but you just said something really important. Think of some things that you can do on a daily basis that builds tradition into your family. Because the mm. truth is, those are the days that happen a million times more mm-hmm. than the big events. Mm-hmm. And so what uh, meals and things around the table, which, by the way, shout out to Pastor Christian and Jusma because they <laughs> built ours too. <laughs> Poor guy, 12-foot table in his garage for months. He was so glad to get rid of me. <clears throat> but it's a beautiful place. And those things on a daily basis or as many times a week as you mm-hmm. can, those are the moments that they're probably going to remember more yeah, than anything. More anything. And to that note, we had our first child go off to college. And, you know, you always wonder, what are they going to take with them? Mm-hmm. What are they going to remember? And so many times, you know, we usually eat dinner around 730. And so many times Madison would call right at 730. Mm-hmm. And she would say, can y'all FaceTime me in? And we would literally sit the phone on the table. Kira, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> We're all having a moment here. Wow, that's special. I mean, and you just don't know. I yeah, didn't, we true. didn't really know that this simple act of eating together mm-hmm. was so important. It was one of the things that she missed the most. And she took time out maybe three, four times a week. And she's, we didn't pick it up for a couple, you know, the first couple of times, but she mm-hmm. would randomly call about 730 Aww. and she'd say, hey, can y'all FaceTime me in? And we just sit her right there and she would, it would feel like she was right there with us. That's awesome. And one of the other things that um that we have continued to do with our family is, you know, we homeschool. So, you know, when they were little, I would always give each person a scripture every week that it, we wanted them to memorize. You know, as they've gotten older, we've allowed them to choose their own scripture. Every single night before we go to bed, we sit on our couch and we share prayer requests and we ask the kids, hey, ask your friends, what are their needs right now? We want them to see the power that God is using, I like the power of prayer. So every night they are memorizing their scriptures throughout the week. They're sharing their scriptures. Some are performing their scriptures. And <laughs> not my one child will know who this is, <laughs> um, singing their scriptures. But that's important, you know, getting the word of God in their hearts and just having them practice and rehearse it and learn it and plant it inside of them. Kira, I and, love that because you're encouraged them to have gospel conversations with their friends. Oh, absolutely. So, and little things like that that we don't know that actually you're training them, like we've been saying in all this podcast to actually go out mm-hmm. and have those gospel conversations. And by them knowing scripture too, they'll be able to respond, you know, to whatever their friends say, not only with scripture, but in a wiser way, you know, mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. you're feeding them scripture. It's been a blessing because we they are now seeing, you know, when your kids are little, you're telling them all about God. But when they get older and they're developing their own relationship with the Lord, mm-hmm. you know, and they begin to see his handwork, they begin to see his sovereignty in their own lives and in their friends' lives. It's such a blessing. So that's one other thing that we've tried on a daily basis to incorporate in our home nightly prayer and scripture sharing and prayer requests and praise reports, Mm -hmm. you know, tell us how is God moving? You know, what are you seeing God do in your life? So that's amazing. Those are just a few of the things that we have incorporated as what we would call family traditions on a daily basis in our home. What about you ladies? Any on a daily? Oh my gosh. Mine are very little. So I'm still in the process of like teaching them how to read. I'm teaching them how to read, but I shared before that we do in the dinner table, you know, my husband just reads a story and that has become Mm -hmm. like 
very crucial to them. And even though it's, yeah, Mm -hmm. and even though it's a kid's, you know, Bible story, but the way they react and the conversations that comes out of that are pretty powerful. I mean, a lot of moms, and I apply it to myself, sometimes we think, oh, they're little, they don't, you know, they don't think that much. But then my five-year-old come and ask me this question and I'm like, whoa, I didn't know she can ask such a deep question, you know, about eternity, about salvation, about people's decisions, you know, and consequences. Yeah, it's just a great starter to have gospel conversations with them as a young age. And actually, this is great. We're talking about this because last week, Lila accepted Jesus Christ at the table, oh, at the dinner oh, table. And it was because of that. We were doing a, we were reading a Bible story. Yeah. And we were just reading the story and my husband was talking and she started talking and asking questions. And, you know, he answered all the questions and he asked her, hey, Lila. It seems like, you know, like like Sydney was saying in the toddler's podcast at the previous one, he's like, it seems like you're feeling something. You want to explain why? And then she started explaining. She's like, I just feel and I'm having this question. He's like, do you love the Lord? She's like, I love the Lord. I want to make sure I'm in heaven and blah, blah, blah. So we started having that conversation. And then she's like, I want to accept Jesus Christ as my savior. And right there at the dinner table. And it was even more special for all the siblings to see that and mm-hmm. for her to do it. And we did the prayer together, all of us. It was just, it was a great moment. And I love that you bring this up, Kira, because unconsciously, something that we do daily, like you were saying, just eating dinner together. If we would have skipped that day, that meal, that regular daily meal, mm-hmm. she wouldn't have taken that step. But because we actually listen, let's just forget about everything else, forget about cleaning the house and the mess. And we took the time to sit down. That happened. I mean, I didn't know that mm-hmm. was going to happen, but because of what you're saying here, just making sure, giving priority to what needs to be you know, first, she made that decision and it was such a blessing. And now we're talking to our son who wants to get baptized. I mean, it's just open up to great conversation. How about you, Kristen? Yeah. As I'm listening to all of this, I'm thinking, you know, part of a huge part of how we're wired is all of us, every human has this deep sense of a need to belong. Mm -hmm. And so what these things do is kind of give our families an identity. And this is what we do to belong to our family. So it it becomes like you're in the cool club. If you, (laughs) of of the Scroggins family or the Kelly family or the Ramos family, if you do these things and this identity is so important and they feel like they belong together and they understand these things that are important to us. And then one day they begin to pass those on, hopefully, to the next generation. And we'll talk more about that next session. But one of the things that is so funny is one of our family rules has actually become a family tradition in a way. And, you know, if you're a family church member, we've talked about this ad nauseum, but thinking of others. And so I think about how that has kind of become the ethos of our family and not all the time, like we're just running around thinking of others all the time. (laughs) They know that that's important. And what I see is as the kids go away to college or they are married, they still have this deep sense of that being important. And it manifests itself in one easy way, and that's them cheering for each other. Mm -hmm. And so one of the traditions we have is we go to each other's stuff. 
And so when they're playing, you know, my kids are older now. So when they go to sporting events, I mean, we are moving mountains. Jimmy and I have started with us, and I know Carrie, y'all too. We move mountains to make sure we're at their things. If we have to say no to other things, we're there. We're in the stands. We're doing it tonight. (laughs) And this is the first volleyball game that we're allowed to attend live. Jimmy and I were supposed to go do something else, and we put it on the back burner because we want to be there to Mm -hmm. see Anna Kate Mm -hmm. do her thing. But my kids are doing it. And so on Friday nights, we have this family group chat, and it just blows up because they're all got their tablets out or they're watching on TV. <laughs> None of us can see anything on live right now. So we're all watching Stephen, and then they're calling him after the game <sighs> and encouraging the married brothers or texting him, calling him. I can't facilitate that now. We talked about that a couple weeks ago yeah. when I said James and Daniel talk to each other every day on the phone. I yeah. can't make that happen as yeah. a mom. They have to do that on their own, but they're doing it. And because part you've of done the, the work. Yeah. <laughs> and so that it's hard sometimes, moms, right? When you have little ones and you feel like, please don't ask me to do traditions. I'm just trying to fold the laundry <laughs> and keep everybody fed. <laughs> but these little things that you can build into your home. Mm-hmm. The benefits that you will see later for yourself and for your children are big. And I love how you present that because when we talk about and we say the word traditions, it right away our brains go towards like holiday the traditions, things, yeah. the big things, yeah. which are great and they're wonderful. But mom, we want to talk to you about like real traditions that are meaningful. They last longer. You know, they're like, you know, engraving your families. Those are actually going to produce like good fruit, like Kristen is saying, in the long run. So these traditions, they actually leave an impact to your kids. So when they're older, they actually do the same traditions with their families, you know, so it's almost like moral values, you know, what are Mm -hmm. these traditions are morally valuable that they can, you know, pass to their generations Mm -hmm. and be something that can actually change their generation. Yeah. You know, I was reading, my boys and I are reading through the Old Testament. We're really trying to just open their eyes to the entire narrative of the Bible. So I had this brilliant idea. Hey, let's read through the Bible. (laughs) So we were in Joshua and we were reading, I believe, Joshua 4 last week. And it was when the Israelites were about to pass over the Jordan And God literally, I highlighted my Bible where he literally lifted the waves so that they could pass through. And there were 12 stones that the Lord told them to put right there in the Jordan. And I had to stop. I thought, this is tradition. This is what God, this is a visible manifestation of what God said is showing his faithfulness. And of course, I told my boys, I'm like, this is tradition. This is why, you know, although you don't like it, we do family pictures every year. (laughs) (laughs) And y'all always look like movie stars. (laughs) Amazing. (laughs) Um, You know, this is why, you know, we have pizza night every Friday. You know, anyone who knows the Kellys knows that you can drop by our house on a Friday night and you can have pizza and wings anytime. So the invitation is out there. I'm coming. Um, (laughs) I mean, this is why we have certain meals every Tuesday. We have Taco Tuesday, just certain things that they can count on. And um, going back to those stones, I was explaining to them that this is a symbol, a reminder of God's faithfulness and God's Mm. goodness to his people. And there are certain things that we do in our family that are just reminders of how good God is. And that for me is what tradition, where it all started. And if we think, you know, just even every week at church, you know, taking the Lord's Supper, that is tradition, Mm -hmm. you know, that is what Jesus instructed us to do. So, And one of the best traditions, I will think of you guys probably will agree that we can pass on to our kids is faith. 
Mm-hmm. Yeah. And it's God's mm-hmm. faith, love, and grace for us. And ladies, we want to encourage you all that if you haven't found a good church, a good family church that you can belong and plug into, go and find that church that can actually bring a legacy and a tradition to your family. That's the most important thing that we want you to understand while we talk about traditions and legacy, because that's the foundation that's going to help you make all these things happen. The fact that you're raising and bringing your kids in the gospel, you know, Mm -hmm. and you're teaching them about God's love and faith. So it's so important to find that church you know, not only our church, there's great many churches here in South Florida yeah. and everywhere in the world. But I love that you're bringing that up, Kira, because one of the things in the Bible that we always see is like how God says, like telling their people, hey, the God of Jacob, the God, God of led the God yeah. of Moses, the God, it's like passing on, like God is just putting a statement. This is a tradition. You, I'm the God of this. I'm yeah. the God because they're teaching, you know, like without God. Like it's going to be a mess. And you see in the scriptures, like when they don't have God in their generation, it's bad. But when they keep God as the center, how everything just works out. So I love how, I mean, one of the things that I think my husband has done great and I love him for that. And we together, we try to just to incorporate God's love and just teach our kids. Like we were saying, just to, for them to learn about Jesus, have Jesus in their heart. I mean, that's the best tradition, mom, you can do to your family. Yeah, I think, you know, I was looking, I'm going to age myself and admit I was looking on Facebook this week and not Instagram, (laughs) but somebody, one of my aunt had posted this thing that said, I'm tired of people saying how much kids have changed. Kids haven't changed. The adults who are raising the kids have changed. Mm -hmm. And part of the problem is, you know, we look at, oh, they're so disrespectful. They're so sassy. They're so needy or whatever, that's on us. And so what are we doing in our homes to create this sense of tradition, legacy for the things that matter? And so I think how important church attendance is, and it's not to check the box off of church. It's because God knows how we're wired. We need community. Community, We need a sense to belong to our family, but we need a sense of belonging to our church family too. And I see so many of us being tempted to to fit that in as it goes along with the rest of our schedule instead of, no, this is a priority in our home. And as I've had teenagers, I see how valuable that is even more because you're not just going to church as a family. You're introducing them to this whole family of believers that can speak into their lives. Then sometimes they can do better than mom and dad at at some (laughs) times. And so we need to embrace that and how foolish for us to leave that on the table because we feel like there's other things pressing or have better to do. So, yeah, these things don't seem like family traditions, but they absolutely are. And those are the things that you're hoping later on your children will pick up and embrace for their kids. And one of the traditions, just to go with you, Kira, I mean, I'm, you all know I'm Hispanic. So a lot of Hispanics, we respect a lot of the elders Mm -hmm. to us. That's like really wise. And tradition in Hispanic communities, I mean, it's like, if you have an abuelita, you know, a grandma, an abuelito, a grandfather, that's right there just a sign. The fact that you're a grandparent or a grandma, that's a sign of wisdom. Yeah. And we, the wisdom of elders mm-hmm. is very powerful. Mm-hmm. So one of the things that I love a lot is just to sit, not only because part of my youth, I live with my grandma. I grew up with her part of my youth because of my upbringing, but I love sitting down and just having like great conversations because they have so much to tell us, so much wisdom, so much experience, 
sitting and having all these conversations, I mean, it's not only God has gifted them with a lot of years, but they have seen and experienced a lot. So traditions for a lot of Hispanics is like elders, like, you know, the respect to elders and even our kids, we teach them, it's like, hey, you see grandma's coming, you come say, you give him mm-hmm. a kiss and ask for a blessing. Yeah. You know, we always tell them, go ask for a blessing. <laughs> but the conversations that you come out that I have with Christian's grandma, she is 96 and she's as clear as nobody I know. I mean, it's just powerful. I mean, that woman has seen like generations and generations and she keeps telling me she's like you know the blessing is like she's like you're alive to see your generation you know grow she's like the sad part is like you see all your friends and family pass away and Mm. you're still here yeah she's like there's a lot of blessings but sometimes it's also pretty sad but that's a tradition that brings a lot of wisdom and like Kristen was saying when you integrate your family in the church there's a lot of that. You don't only have your grandparents, you have plenty of grandparents. You have all their more experienced, you know, parents and everything. I mean, this is why we do this podcast. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and we have different ages here, different cultures here, so we can influence and bless each other, you know, with our knowledge and our experience. So you guys, it's October 1st, I believe. Can you yes. believe yes. October 1st? Can I get can the I, sweats? <laughs> how, many, how many Saturdays till Christmas, Christmas. do I have to yeah, make I this happen? It's like 90 days until Christmas. Can I shout out really quick my best friend, Kim Hernandez? Today's her birthday. Well, happy birthday, Kim. Kim. <laughs> What's her name? Kim. Oh, Kim. Kim. But hey, there, there's a Kim out there that today's her birthday. <laughs> happy birthday, Kim. And I just said happy birthday. Kim, happy birthday. But Kim, happy birthday. Well, you know what? That kind of leads us into birthdays. Okay, let's um, do it. Hey, do it. So do it. you know what? Birthdays an annual tradition. Come okay. on, sure. In Come in on. many households. So one thing that we started like years ago was the birthday fairy. Okay, I don't know where it came from. What is that? I'm birthday excited. fairy. <laughs> when our kids were little, we would put them to bed and. Uh, we would go in and like deck their rooms out with all kind of balloons and streamers and just all this kind of magic confettiness oh, going on. So when they woke up, you know, they literally woke up in like birthday land, fairy land. Aww. And it was so exciting. And we did it for years. And I think I calculated how many birthday fairies I'd been over the years. And it became a really big thing because we couldn't do it until they went to sleep. So we're like either blowing up balloons or I'm going in the closet, sneaking, getting those healing <laughs> balloons that I went to Party City to get. And um, Eric would be up helping me. And I think once our kids got into our older kids got into teen years. He's like, when is the fairy going to retire? <laughs> like, when is she going to retire? Never. So we had to move it out to decorating their door. So we okay. would decorate the outside we're, of their door. Are you getting more simple? <laughs> getting more simple. Yeah. No, I think the birthday fairy is bankrupt and tired. <laughs> and even with some, we we now, they walk out and we've decorated like the table. Again, going back to that table, we hey, decorate the table. but I'm pretty sure, I'm pretty sure it doesn't matter how simple you go. They're looking for it. They are, you know They're what? expecting Ma- it. Madison turned 18 last year. Oh, and Lord. she's like, does the birthday fairy retire? I'm like, no. <laughs> no, she doesn't retire. We just go into a whole other realm. So that's something that has been so simple that we've chosen to do in our families. And I am just hopeful and prayerful that that will be something that our kids will take. And when they have their own kids, that yeah. they may integrate at some level. But that's something that we do. Kristen, I know you all celebrate birthdays kind of big at your house, too. We go nuts over birthdays. My mother-in-law sits back and she's like, wow, you really made a lot of work for yourself with all the things that you jumped through for this. But so let me veer a little bit. My mom is 
mentally ill. And so she has a lot of, you know, struggles and stuff. But one of the things when I was growing up that she did amazingly was celebrate people big. And so I have inherited that from her. And I think it's my way of passing her legacy onto my kids because they don't get to see her Mm -hmm. in the way that I remember. And so one of the things she did was make a big deal about birthdays. And so we do it too. We have a birthday poem that we read to them every night before their birthday. And it talks about what's going to happen the next day. You know, we do it every year. Not when they get older, it's, it gets a little <laughs> weird. So we don't do it anymore. But when they're little, I mean, even this year, Mary Claire was turning 13. She's like, you know, read the birthday poem to me. I feel like girls can get away with that a little longer. Oh, yeah. Like it'd be weird if I went into Isaac's room when he turned 20 <laughs> to read it. But when they're little, just the little things it's like that, deal. and they all remember it. But one of the my favorite things, you know, we let them, we decorate the house. We're not big birthday party people as far as like having a bunch of friends you are over. A birthday party. <laughs> but we're a party waiting to happen. And so we have really tried to still even decorate and do for our family like we would do for if that were true. But we let them pick somewhere they want to go eat that day for lunch. And then at night, we always make their favorite meal. But probably my favorite thing that we do that we celebrate birthdays, well, two, one, we've tried to take everybody on a 13th birthday trip. Mm. We just got back from one with Mary Claire last week. I love that idea. Yeah. So we I stole that one from you. Yeah. (laughs) And some people have done it and like, like they'll do 15 or 16. We picked 13 because we think their schedules aren't super, super crazy yet. And so they have time to do it. And they still think mom and dad are pretty awesome. (laughs) So we capitalize on that. But we just got back from hers. And it was just such a sweet time to just have one child with mom and dad. And, you know, we're super budget conscious with as many people as we have. But for her, you know, we went to the theme park. Usually if we ever go to a theme park with everybody, we're like, drink water, (laughs) don't even look at the snack shack, and don't even think about buying any of those toys out of the store. But for her, just one kid, we're like, you want an ice cream cone? She was shell-shocked. She kept, she was like, is this okay? But it was just sweet to have that time Mm -hmm. with her. But even more than that, my favorite thing that we do is every birthday, the birthday person, boy or girl, sits at the head of the table and we all go around and say our favorite thing about them. So affirmation. Yeah. And so it has become a thing and we do it every time and they get excited about it. And we've had to train a little bit because when they're young, they don't know what to say. And so when we've had people say, I like that you put on your sweater really well. I mean, it's like ridiculous, but as they've gotten older, the things have gotten more meaningful. And it's so sweet to hear them speak such love and encouragement to each other. And it's really, some of the things they say are profound. Like they really are noticing special character qualities. We try to tell them, hey, don't talk about how beautiful they are, how nice they are. Like give specific. You wash your hair today. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) You brush those teeth. I love it. (laughs) But what was fun is Isaac ended up having his birthday right before we left to go take him to college this year. And we Mm. did invite some friends. We took them all to Drive Shack, you know, like a top golf and then came back to the house. And instead of it just being our family, now we had some friends with us. And so I kind of, I'm always worried about like embarrassing my teenagers. I don't know why. Maybe I was embarrassed as one, but so I kind of whispered to him, Hey, you know, we have this tradition. Do you want us to wait until your friends leave? He goes, no, let's do it now. So we Let's see what they have to say. So it was amazing. <laughs> we had four true of, friends. We had four of his really close friends there. And so Jimmy just said, Hey guys, 
you know, for birthdays at our house, we go around and we say our favorite thing about the birthday person. If you want to, you can participate, but you don't have to. And it was so sweet because our own kids said such great things, but his friends just all said something. And what an encouragement that is to him and to our family and to our kids that, hey, these young men that Isaac is friends with have noticed some things about him and even talking about that, like how important that was. So I don't know, maybe everybody does that at their house, but that has been something that really has been a blessing in our family. I I stole that from you too. Yeah. Isn't it wonderful? I've a lot of things yes. from you. <laughs> I've had to go first. I've learned I'll cry. Like when I start talking and it's the big joke, here comes the waterworks with mom. But if I can go first, yes. it's better. But mm-hmm. if I start hearing them say There's sweet a, things mm-hmm. about each other, I'm done. But that also builds that sibling relationship. It does. It builds it. Yeah. So, yeah. Anything? Well, I mean, mine, they're little, but we do that at the table. We did it recently with Christian Anthony and... Um, and it's pretty amazing how even they're yes, little, the things they that they say. Yeah. But I mean, mine, they're little right now. And I, I'm just taking in, I'm taking notes. But mm-hmm. one thing we do, which is pretty fun, I just take them to the store and I tell them, hey, we're going to decorate, even if we only have like three people, because it's COVID season, you know, mm-hmm. but I'm like, I take into the store and I'm like, hey, you can pick any decoration you want. Let's decorate the birthday however you want. I love that. So I That's did that fun. with Lila and you know what happened. I mean, we had a tablecloth that it was a rainbow. Was it we, glitter? Did we have yeah, glitter? Oh yeah. She had glitter. <laughs> Her, and then she had a dinosaur too and then she saw something that has a troll on it i mean it was like five different themes nothing okay. makes sense but it was sparkly it was and beautiful and she had a big cookie as a cake i mean it, she just made it hers and she just felt so special That's awesome she was like wow and then she dressed up like with three different outfits but i mean it was her special day and, and she hard. felt loved and I love special it. so I love it. so hey guys we are again we, october 1st we're coming up on like big holiday season oh, so yes. we have fall, we have Thanksgiving, we have Christmas and New Year's. And before you know it, they'll be right around the corner. And, you know, prior to this in preparation, I was talking to each one of my kids separately and I was just asking them, what are some of the things that we've done over the years that you feel are important and that, you know, maybe you will incorporate in your family? And I really didn't realize how many things we actually do. And the simple things our kids really look forward to. Mm -hmm. I mean, like, Fall candles. They were like, we love when you start putting out the fall candles. <laughs> we love the I candles. Was like, what? <laughs> um, when my kids were little, we didn't do Halloween and dress up because my kids were really, really scared. So one of the traditions we started is on Halloween, and I'm going to put myself out there. We would pull out our Christmas tree, yeah, <laughs> and we would begin just Christmas preparation. And every Halloween. During the day, we would pull out our Christmas stuff, kind of start dusting it off, really getting the kids excited about the holiday season. And we take them to Sonic Drive-In for burgers. Can I tell you, we have done that every single Halloween. That's fun. Since Madison was two. So about 16 years. And they've already been asking, are we going to Sonic this year? And I'm like, I love that something so simple as like a drive-up hamburger joint. And they (laughs) love it. And they look forward to it. Well, can I, I'm sorry to be the Debbie Downer here, but I got to say it because we're very multicultural. So for us, it's difficult in October because it's Halloween and Spanish culture, Barahona is like moving his head forward. (laughs) October and Halloween is really bad just because we come from different Hispanic and Caribbean countries. So sadly in Halloween, that's when they do a lot of witchcraft and a lot of like bad things. So I remember when I got here to the United States to live here, for me, it was a culture shock. You know, I was trying to, everyone was so happy and doing, like, just celebrating. I'm like, 
ah, but in our country, it's not good just because they do a lot of negative things, you know, but I had to learn, like my husband was telling me, he's like, look at it, this perspective. He's like, it's more like a fall festival. And then it's more like a family gathering. He's like, yes, there's like in everything, there's people that do bad things and there's people that do good things. Yeah. But it took me a while for me to learn, you know, it's not like we celebrate it, but it took me a while to learn about it also because over there is summer the whole year. Mm. <laughs> so you don't see the seasons. That's why I'm obsessed now with fall. Like I love the fall colors. I love the clothing. I love the pumpkin spice. I love everything. But it's something that we had to learn and also to teach our kids, you know, because I'm like, okay, it's not all about candies and everything. It's just, you know, it's just learning. So just traditions, you know, we know for some moms it's easier than others. I'm just sharing that for the Hispanic culture is very cultural shock. Yeah. The Halloween, but I love how our church just does the trunk or treat and Mm -hmm, we just incorporate the community and we go and spread the gospel and that's how we connect with our community. And that's how we teach our kids to our home. And I love that now. So, So, you know, as again, holidays come up, I would just really encourage all the moms out there, you know, start simple. You know, traditions are just repetition over time. So whether it's a daily, a weekly, or even something annually, mm-hmm. I would encourage moms to just come up with something that is just very special for your family. And again, we've done tons of things over the years and our kids love them. And that should be the goal. You know, it doesn't have to cost a lot of money. It doesn't have to be elaborate, but Begin traditions in your home, you know, simple things like we have certain sign languages in our home when our kids are on the field that we send to them. I mean, something so simple Mm -hmm. that they know we love them. We're, you know, you got this. Yeah. We have a family scripture that's on our wall. So as we're coming up on this season of holidays, you know, it doesn't have to be anything grand, but I would definitely say start establishing things in your home that your kids will remember, that your kids will take forward when they leave your home. And that's really what I think is important with traditions. I love it. Me too. So we're going to continue this another time? We're going to continue this conversation. Yeah, yeah. So ladies, don't miss the second one because we're going to talk about more about traditions, but we're also going to tackle Legacy, legacy, yeah. legacy, and I think Christmas is going to be in that topic. So okay. we can, okay, good. That's my jam, y'all. We can't leave that out. You were all probably thinking, wait a second, they talk about all this, but they didn't talk about Christmas. We're going to talk about Christmas, but in the next one, so you can be patient, stay tuned, and listen to part two. So, ladies, thank you so much for listening. We like we always say, we love that you're hanging out with us and that you're taking the time to listen to our podcast. Stay tuned for part two on legacy. This has been the Mom Village. Ladies, let's say it together. One, two, three. Bye. Bye.